MSK Talk YA now presents Season 5 Recap. MK Talk YA. I'm Marissa Snyder. And I'm Katie Bradford. And this is our Young Adult Fiction Podcast. And it's been a while since we've recorded. I was going to say, and this week we actually are have a podcast. Is that enough of an accomplishment? Yes. <laughs> After the last six, seven months? How long has it been? Small goals. Um, I think our last one that we recorded was in April or May. Yeah. Wait, I can actually... We have a place where we can very easily find this information. May 12th was our last post. Wow. Oh my goodness. That is also the day my son was born. (laughs) And now you have a good reason for why we have been MIA. (laughs) That explains a lot. So it has been just over six months. I can tell you exactly how many days because I am a creepy mom. But uh, yeah, so we let's just take a moment and acknowledge the fact that we got two thirds of the way through our last series and then disappeared for 17 <laughs> years. But we we both did ultimately finish reading the series, correct? Yeah, we read the uh, Imperium trilogy by Claire Legrand. The first book was Furyborn. It was a long one. I remember very little about it, except I... This is... Let me tell you about labor. Just one quick story. Please do. I was halfway through the third book when I went into labor and I insisted James bring it in the hospital bag. And there are pictures from my doula who I convinced to join my book club of (laughs) my book, like next to the hospital bed while I'm in labor, but I did not read at all at the hospital, but I brought this 600 pound (laughs) massive book with me. Oh my goodness. That is dedication. (laughs) And then I think I finished it when he was like three months old. So I had already forgotten everything that happened and have since forgotten everything else that happened but that was the problem when you wait too long in between books like yeah my memory is not great so I had the same issue and I had nothing like your excuse but we got through Furyborn we got through Kingsbane and then I'm sorry but I don't think we'll ever get to Lightbringer unfortunately let's just say uh one sentence review each based on the little bit we remember my one sentence review is just I really struggle with time travel stories but I enjoyed the world that was built overall. My main takeaway that I remember was talking horses. (laughs) I don't remember talking horses. Or maybe they weren't talking. I know there was a horse and it was pretty cool. (laughs) And the covers, like the art was great. It's just, it's unfair to the series that we got interrupted. But now we've officially, unofficially, officially reviewed it. So we can check that box off. I feel like it's just been sitting on my to-do list, Marissa. So I'm going to count this as we've done an episode. We're three minutes in. It's all good. (laughs) It did give me a ton of anxiety that we like (laughs) cut it off in the middle of a series. Like just that feeling of like not wrapping up loose ends was not pleasant for me. (laughs) No, I, I understand that for sure. So... And now we're wrapping up the whole season. We, we wrapped up the series. We're wrapping up our season. But moving on. We're wrapping up five years of podcasting. Our fifth year. Yeah. Four, four and a half, maybe. Oh my but goodness. five years. 
And speaking of that, we have a special announcement that we will do at the end of this episode. So please do stick around for that. It has to do with our fifth year as podcasters and how we're going to celebrate that. Um, yes. But in the meantime... How you can participate. Yeah. But in the meantime, let's, let's cover our abridged season five. So I usually pull a bunch of details and I didn't even do that this time because I'm a slacker. So... What did we read this year? Again? So we read An Ember in the Ashes by Sabbath to Here. Oh, yeah. And that was four books, right? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. So we read a quadrology. Like, that's not, what's the phrase? Small cheese? No. Potatoes? Small potatoes. Small potatoes. Like, <laughs> I knew it was something I like to eat. Uh, yes, we read An Ember in the Ashes by Sabbath to Here, which was four books. And then. Now I'm thinking about that phrase, though. Like, are small potatoes worse than big potatoes? Yeah, because there, there aren't as many. There isn't as much of it. <laughs> but I enjoy, I like intentionally buy small potatoes for certain meals. <laughs> Any type of potato is great in my world. Anyways, this is not this important. Is, you see, this is why we never got back on track. <laughs> okay, yes. So Ember and the Ashes, that was four books. And they were, they were all over 400 pages, I think. Yeah, they were massive. So I'm proud of us for at least doing that. And then the second series we read was the Skybound series by Alex London. That first book was Black Wings Beating. Um, oh, yeah. And that was one of my favorite series we've ever read, I think. I, I loved that series. It was yeah. so unique. Yeah. That one left a, a big impression on me, I would say. Also long books, though. Yeah, they were rather big. But I didn't feel long. Like, I feel like we flew through them for some reason. Maybe it was just easy to read because they were so different and interesting. Um, and then we had the Faded Furyborn series by Claire Legrand that we did not finish, um, but we did make it through two massive books, so you know what? We did our best, and that's sometimes all you can do. So that's over 5,000 pages of reading and 10 books, if we count Lightbringer, which maybe we shouldn't have counted. <laughs> well, we did read but, it, so. Yeah, exactly. So not terrible. And we're not quite sure what we're going to do moving forward. We have... You know, obviously a ton of books left on our reading list that we were going to do for the rest of this year that we didn't get to, but I don't know. We're just taking some time to see like what the future of the podcast will look like. We likely will not do, we will likely not read as many books as we have been doing in the past, but we're still considering options. And I think we'd love to hear from you. I know some of you have reached out while we were on hiatus asking about the next episode, but let us know like what works or what doesn't work. And that might help inform what next year looks like too, if you have opinions. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I have a fun game for us. Yes. It's a Would You Rather book edition. Oh, love this. Are you ready? Uh, absolutely. I, di- I didn't pre-read them either, so let's see how hard they are. <laughs> this is from BuzzFeed, so you know it's going to be good. Okay. Would you rather only be allowed to read new releases or only be allowed to read classics? Oh, new releases. Absolutely. Because classics are like great expectations and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I guess it depends on how you define a classic, but, like, the nostalgia, like, with Harry Potter and, like, I mean, like, now that I have a kid, I'm, like, I want to relive all my, like, childhood favorites. I don't know. Let's say Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Narnia, those are all classics, let's say. So we, you could not reread them. I'm going to make it tough. <laughs> I mean, I think I'd still pick new books, but Same. It, it makes it harder than if you just think classics are great expectations yeah I could live without great expectations that's fine yeah, who couldn't <laughs> okay would you rather not be able to buy any new books until you've finished all the ones on your shelf or never be allowed to read any of the books you currently own 
Oh my goodness, that's impossible for me. Um, what are we counting as books? Are we counting like cookbooks and like like every type of book on my shelf? Like even like, I don't know. Yeah, if you have the encyclopedia on your shelf, you have to read it. Oh, oh I don't, so. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with having to read everything on my shelf before I can buy a new book. And I'm gonna cheat. And I, I'm just gonna go through my shelf and throw out anything that I really... Donate everything? Or... <laughs> yeah, I'll just not throw out. Of course, I would never do that. That's blasphemy. But yeah, I would donate everything that I didn't want to read or that I knew I wasn't going to get to. And there, my problem solved. <laughs> oh, man. I, as you know, collect books at a much faster rate than I buy books. And I have way more books that I haven't read than I probably could even read in my lifetime. So I think I'd have to pick that. But it would literally be years before I could buy a new book unless I... Yeah. Did your method. Well, you know what? How about this? Send them to me. Send all those books to me. I'll keep keep them safe. And then... Oh, wait. I found my loophole because it says all the ones on your shelf. But so many of my books are stacked on non-shelf locations. <laughs> so those don't count, right? That's true. We'll just store them like in, in a bunker under our house. <laughs> I think you came to my apartment at least once where I had books blocking the oven. I couldn't open the oven because I had stacks of books yep. in the front. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's how I live. Okay. Would you rather only be allowed to mark your place by dog earing the pages <laughs> or have to make a small mark on the corner of every page you've read? Oh my gosh. Like it with a pen? Yeah. I would dog ear because I have a really good strategy where I can dog ear like the teeniest, tiniest portion of the page and you can barely see it. I like that. I feel like I would do a tiny dot everywhere because I also like to like count. I feel like I'd end up being like the dots are how many pages I've read I don't know it's so hard I hate I hate I don't even like to break the spines of books I know you're very precious with your books which I respect okay would you rather live in your favorite book but the main character hates you (gasps) or your favorite book character is real but they're actually super annoying first one because I would just pick a book where the main character was like a bad person and I wouldn't want them to be my friend anyway I would pick like young elites and if Adelina doesn't like me fine by that I just have to avoid her. Yeah, I guess I don't really want like an annoying person in my life. So I don't really want a book character to be real but annoying. But a lot of, I think we've talked about this before. A lot of books, as much as I love like living in them while I'm reading them, I don't think I'd actually want to go live in their world in reality. That is such a good question. Do you have like, do you have an answer for that? Like which series world would you actually legit want to live in? <sighs> no. They're all so awful. That's a really good question. <laughs> like they're all so great, but they're also awful. I mean, it's also, like, could I, like, invent my, like, station and if it's, like, a magical world, what powers I have? Or would I just be me in these worlds? <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's say that, like, you wouldn't stand out in that world. Like, you would just blend seamlessly in. So it's not like everyone has powers and you don't have any and that would make you stand out. Okay. What I'm thinking of right now, though, is, like, Daughter of Smoke and Bone World. Oh, that's what I was going to pick. Yeah. Because even, um, I can't remember her name now, but like the friend was awesome and she was just a regular human from our world that was like making it work. So I could do that, right? Oh, that is a really great answer. Um, oh, here's another good question that I just made up. Okay. (laughs) If someone like a fantasy writer wrote the story of your life and then like, like, I feel like if, I don't actually know what this question is, but if Lonnie Taylor, like, wrote my biography, mm-hmm. but, like, in her style, I feel like it would make my life just seem way more fun. Well, it would be beautifully written, too. I think she is, yeah. like, one of the most talented writers in terms of, like, crafting a beautiful sentence. Yes. 
I love her already. All right. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Let's see. Okay. Would you rather be allowed to read fan fiction but never write it or be allowed to write fan fiction but never read it? <sighs> I don't really do either. Um, I know. I don't really either. I guess I would rather read it. How about you? I think so too. I have never felt super compelled. As much as I like to think about characters' lives beyond the pages, I've never felt compelled to write it. But I think it could be entertaining at some point to read what other people think. Oh yeah, it's it's one of those things that like I've never really allowed myself to get into because I know it would consume so much of my time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's such a huge world of fan fiction out there, and there's just like so many styles and. And some of it's so good. I mean, that's how um, Cassandra Clare got into, like, writing original novels. She started out writing, like, Harry Potter fan fiction. And she was really, really good at it and ended up publishing a bunch of her own stuff after that. Wait, now, now I need to go back and read her Harry Potter fan fiction. Oh, I wonder if it's still up. I don't know if it's still up. But um, I definitely read that one in high school with, like, a group of my girlfriends. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, would you rather never be able to finish a series or never reread your favorite books? Oh my god. <laughs> that one's cruel. Ah, I'd have to pick the first one. Like, never be able to finish a series. We would just be doing Furyborn, what we did with Furyborn, like, for the rest of our lives. <laughs> I couldn't do that. I'd rather never be able to reread my favorite books. Because the truth is, I'm not a big rereader. Like, I love my books, but, and I like want to have them and I want to talk about them and I want to pass them off and like look at passages, but I really don't sit down and reread the whole book, even my favorites, very often at all. And I hate cliffhanger. Like, if I couldn't finish series, I'd go mad. There are, I guess, the only reason it is hard though is because there are certain books that are like comfort series where it's like if you're having a bad day or you're just like, you need a minute like sometimes I will pick up an old book and read it and I and read parts of it not the whole thing and I do get like enormous comfort from that so like that would be hard to let go of and that like sounds amazing to me and I feel like I'm that kind of person except in reality I never (laughs) do that I like never pick up books so but I I won't even read a series if the author hasn't finished it yet yeah alone (laughs) yeah you really don't like cliffhangers What if you read okay. the entire book but then just didn't read like the last word? Does that count? The last word? Yeah. I, I feel like not finishing the series. You know at that point. What if you what if you couldn't read the last chapter of every book you read? Oh, that would be terrible. But like the last word, that's I'm just finding loopholes for everything. Okay. What would be worse? <laughs> if you could never read the first chapter or you could never read the last chapter of every book? I would say mm, the first it would be worse to not read the first chapter because the first chapter of every book is like arguably the most important of the book it's like you just spend so Mm -hmm. much time as an author like crafting that perfect first chapter and I think it like it should at least like really set the tone in the in the scene for the whole book like your character's motivations yep it's where you establish everything and usually get am I into it or not yeah I think the last chapter like everything's tied up at that point like you're just like the conflict has concluded pretty much like in a mystery like you don't find out who the murderer is in the last chapter usually there's usually like an additional chapter that like wraps everything up and like I don't know I could do without that sometimes (laughs) that's true I mean even with the last chapter I'm just gonna sit there asking what happens next so (laughs) I I see your point okay I like this question would you rather build Belle's library in your home or restore the library of Alexandria 
What? That's amazing. Well, and that's like, that's tricky because one would be like doing something great for the world and the first one would be doing something great just for you. <laughs> so you're either selfish or you're you're yeah. very altruistic, so. But I also like selfishly <laughs> want to see the Library of Alexandria. Yeah, same here. Okay, we'll both go with that one. No, but so I mean, I would pick Bell's Library. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm so selfish that even if I picked the less selfish option, it would be for selfish reasons. I just wanted to establish oh. that. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I guess that means that you would have a house that's big enough to house Bell's Library. I don't even need the rest. Like, I mean, it could be like a giant library and then I have like a two inch. No, not two inch, but you know. Would you rather read only one book a year but remember everything or read a hundred books a year but remember nothing? Definitely the second one, because that's what I do now, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I mean, not 100. I usually average like 80 or so, but I never remember them days after I read them. So, Which is all the more reason I should reread my favorite books, because I'd probably like have forgotten so much that I'd fall in love with them all over again. I think I told you this. The other day, I have certain shelves that are like books I've read and certain shelves that are books I haven't read. In the books I've read, there was a book... <laughs> And I was like, I have not read that. So I pulled it out and I read like the back of the book. And I was like, no, I have like zero recollection of anything in this story. I have, oh my God. I have definitely not read this. So then I looked it up on Goodreads and I had read it, reviewed it. I read my own review, still have no recollection. And it was only like three months before. Two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to joke and say like the kicker would be that it was like two months ago. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like less than six months before when I found this. So Wow. Okay. I mean, I can't talk because I'm, I'm exactly the same way. But there's just so many books to read. Like, only reading one a year? Oh my gosh. You'd have to really... It, it would take me a year to pick which book I was going to read that year because I would be so conflicted. Oh my goodness. It's already hard enough for me to pick, like, which seven am I going to read this month or whatever. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Okay, that was fun. I always enjoy thinking about the hard questions that actually don't matter. <laughs> I do too. It's always fun to fantasize. And find loopholes. What's been your favorite podcast memory of the last five years? Oh my gosh, I have to pick just one? Um, um, okay, I actually was just looking back at our episodes last year, and I really liked when we had our uh, husbands on the show. Oh, that was funny. And we did yeah. the, like, judge a book by its cover contest. That was really fun. Do you, what's, do you have any research you've done for the show that has now become, like, a fun fact you share all the time? Oh my gosh. Yes, I'm sure there is. Um, oh, dueling. Remember when we researched dueling for uh, Red Rising and we learned that like women used to do it and they would be naked? Yeah. <laughs> but like from the waist up, not the waist down, <laughs> but the waist up. I sometimes uh-huh. share that fun fact. That's a good one. I am still just really bad at remembering anything. So I'll be like, oh, we researched something for the podcast. And then I like start telling the story. And then I'm like, wait, I can't remember the deed. Like, I get like 60% <laughs> of the way there. Or we'll be like at trivia or something. I'll be like, oh, we looked this up. Like, to, like I can like tell you what yeah. book we were reading. And like Marissa looked this up. But I can't remember any of the details. <laughs> yeah. Research female pirates. And I can't remember their names. Oh my gosh. Some of our research has been... Oh, um, the other one that I liked was when we researched the doctor who went to jail for washing his hands, or for suggesting that washing your hands could prevent infection. I forget what book we researched that for, but Semmelweis, Dr. Semmelweis, he was the first one to, like, 
put forth the mm-hmm. concept of germ theory. I think some of my favorites are things like when we do medical research from a <laughs> long time ago, and it's like, people really thought tying a chicken to your groin would like cure your diseases? Prevent the plague, <laughs> yes. Some of those are good, too. <laughs> oh, man. We've just, like learned so much over these past five years some of it's worthless information some of it is great for parties and some of it we don't remember it is funny now again I'm a new mom my child is not speaking yet he's starting to babble but not talking to me yet so I just talk to him all the time and we like I see you know fairy tale books I'll be like oh actually the true story of like little red riding hood it's like why am I telling my child this (laughs) Maybe it's good he can't fully understand me yet. Yeah. Some of those are dark. But at least I've also learned a lot of dad jokes through the years, so. Oh, that's true. You'll be so ready. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Lucky, lucky baby. Um. Okay, do we want to just go ahead and announce our, our next project, kind of? Yeah, I'm super excited about this. I'm really excited, too. So we have been doing this podcast for five years, and we wanted to say thank you to everyone who supported us. And we've just kind of been reflecting in this time that we've been away, and we've just realized that this show has given us so much joy over the last five years, and now we really want to give back to our community in a meaningful way. So to celebrate, we'll be raising some money for the Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, which, if you're not familiar with that, Dolly started it in 1995. Um, she was motivated because her dad was unable to read and write and wanted to do something for children within the U.S. So today she has a program that actually spans five different countries and gives over a million free books every month to underserved children around the world. And it's it's such a great program. So it's, it's dedicated to like making books accessible to all children, regardless of their income level. And one of the, the main goals is to inspire a love of reading at an early age. Uh, so we are asking people if they would like to, to donate to the Imagination Library. Um, doing so will help them in their mission to deliver age-appropriate, high-interest, and culturally relevant books directly to children's homes. So the books will arrive by mail every month. And the children will get a book every month from birth until they turn five. Yeah. And Open Books, which is a bookstore that we both love in Chicago, is like how I got introduced to the Imagination Library, but they're also associated with it, which is just kind of a fun fact if you're one of our Chicago fans. But um, our goal that we're setting is $500 in honor of our five years of podcasting. And if you'd like to make a contribution, you can do so by visiting the imaginationlibrary.com. And if you submit your donation by the end of this year, so December 31st, and let us know, just send an email over to mnktalkya at gmail.com. What will we do with that? Um, so yeah, we're, we're asking you to, to email us after you submit your donation, um, just so we can keep a tally of the funds. Um, we want to make sure we can reach our goal. And we will make sure we keep your donation private. And any amount is greatly appreciated. Um, but everyone who donates is going to be entered into a special raffle. So on January 1st, we're going to pick one winner at random. And they will receive a copy of the New York Times bestselling YA novel, Sky Hunter, by one of our favorite authors, Marie Lou. So it's a great cause. It's an easy way to donate, no matter where you are in the world, country, state. I went the opposite direction that I should have gone, but now I'm getting smaller. <laughs> um, and you could win a book at the end of it, too. But 
it also will feel good and we'd love to celebrate this way with all of you so if you're at all able we'd appreciate like marissa said any any donation made to the imagination library well is there anything else we want to chat about before we wrap up this fifth year of our show no i think just i mean we kind of said this already but if you are listening just thank you for however long you've been listening or following along the fact that you came back after our hiatus we've appreciated all your support we love hearing from you we love being able to do this and hopefully we'll we'll figure out what next year looks like and again if you have thoughts or suggestions around that we'd love to hear them too but um hope you have a happy 2021 and thanks for being on this journey with us you guys rock oh my gosh and i have a dad joke okay (laughs) i actually got a calendar of dad jokes and i threw them away yesterday which i should not have done i know but i do remember one okay why did the why did the suspenders go to jail why did the suspenders go to jail hold hold up oh yeah something i don't yeah you're so close that's, that, but that's as much as i've got what was for it? holding up a pair of pants holding up a pair of pants okay got it that's a good one so stupid i love it though you should share one too i think we since we were on break so long i feel like we both have to tell a dad joke that's our our penance okay I, i've got one for you why do fathers take an extra pair of socks with them when they go to the golf course? Um, I don't know. In case they get a hole in one. <laughs> oh, I like that. <sighs> a dad joke featuring a father. How appropriate. Well, thank you everyone again for joining us back for another episode. Um, please do go donate to Imagination Library um, if you are willing and able. And we will be in touch to tell you about our next steps for the show bye bookworms go get a library card m and k talk ya is produced and edited by marissa snyder and katie bradford Original music composition by Timothy Milkey. Logo design by Marissa Snyder. For updates and extras, visit mnktalkya.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. We would like to thank James Tobias, Chad Snyder, Meredith Kelfie, and Michael Howard for all of their support. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.